the drummer kick, the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick die. Let the drummer kick, let the drummer kick Welcome into the 12 ounce curl route podcast, the podcast for Jer for beer drinking football guys i am your host aaron you can find me on twitter at aaron current or at mental dimes nfl and my co-host Corey from the gentleman's podcast you can see seated to my right my right i don't know <laughs> what's going on brother how you doing it's opposite, it's opposite. uh it's been it's been a it's been a week let's put it that way but i, I we're here let's talk football let's let's yeah. do that yeah, we uh sorry for the delay. We had some uh technical difficulties trying to get sorry. My end. It's my end. It's my <laughs> end. Uh I travel a lot and, and breaking down equipment and stuff like that every once in a while, you know, it, it catches up every once in a while. So yeah. Apologies to everybody. I'm sorry. So we'll do that thing we always do at the start of each show and talk about our Kentucky Wildcats as much as I don't know if I want to this week. Uh it was a painful loss against Ole Miss. Um, yep. We shot ourselves in the foot, man. That's what kept killing me was, you know, we left five points on the board with field goals, uh, you know, penalties. I mean, we we had a score to go-ahead touchdown, but there's a damn penalty. And and then a couple of fumbles by Levis, man. He just uh, – I know I went on Twitter afterwards, and a lot of people were like – like one person was like, you can't hold on to the ball that long. It's football one on one, and I was like, "Like, did you see that right tackle? Like, get demolished!" Like, I didn't yeah. on the second fumble. I didn't feel like he held on to the ball too long. I, <laughs> maybe it's just me. I don't know. So one of the fumbles was a targeting while he was in the middle, of it, like in being tackled. So yeah. that's the thing. So we talked about it on the GMPC. Everybody's talked about it. There. In my opinion, there was seven calls both ways, but seven calls total that were hugely missed in that game. And we were affected by more than Ole Miss was, but there were still bad calls against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the touchdown that would have won it, that's our fault. That's just not letting him set. We had plenty mm-hmm. of time. Let him set. Let right. him get set. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I, I don't. I don't blame. Uh, I actually don't blame special teams as much as everybody else is wanting to. Uh, there was a lot of factors in there. There was actually, I guess, in theory, four points. I would say, maybe even three, were lost. But if you count the safety with Levis and all that. You add that on the other side. I mean, that's seven points that right. can switch either way. So, I also think too, real quick, everybody's shitting on Ole Miss. Ole Miss is, I think, Ole Miss is a, is a really good team, and they have Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, yeah, they have Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee at home, and then they have Alabama at home too. And Ole Miss has beat Alabama before, so like I can see Ole Miss going. Uh, nine and zero before they play Alabama. Mm. 
So it's not a bad team. Yeah. To lose, uh, to, I guess. I don't know if I trust their quarterback yet, you know, as far as throwing, but that freshman running back that they used against us, Judkins, and in my Mental Dimes article that I put out like the day before, I, I he was one of the him and the other running back were two of my main points was was trying to stop those guys. But that freshman is going to be a fucking problem. I mean, it, <laughs> he's I quick. said, I said, yeah. We, me and Chris were, me and Chris were watching the game, and I was like, oh my god, I just found my twenty twenty five college keeper because he's <laughs> he's a true freshman and he is that nasty. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin is his coach. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I was I. He's going to be a, a nightmare. And Jackson yeah. Dart, coming from USC over to here, like, they were trying to, you know, Kentucky will be Kentucky. You know, that's what everybody thinks. Ole Miss will be Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is 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 really, really good team and could contend, if not win, the West if they beat Alabama. Their defense is – a lot better than I expected. Like they had all the numbers going into the game, right? But yeah. I was like, they haven't really played anybody, and Tulsa kind of put it on them with yards and stuff. But the, their their defensive scheme, they play those three deep safeties. You can't go deep on them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And their linebackers are tackling machines. They they're a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for. But that this freshman class is really good. I mean, you got Judkins at Ole Miss, and look at our freshman. You got Deion Walker in the middle, who's a monster. Barry and Brown, who just won co-SEC Freshman of the Week again. And then you got Dane Key, who should have had a go-ahead touchdown in the again in the final minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a couple of years, this draft class, I feel like it's going to be freaking loaded, you know. Also, like, let's not put it back from I, – I, I think that – I think Ole Miss is just that talented. I think that the fact that people are saying that, you know, we're, we're Kentucky and we're doing this and yada, 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 like – Ole Miss is in the same boat as us. Like, we already had fans being like, oh, I got fire stoops, blah, blah, you got to do all that shit. Like, and these are people that have been through the depths of every bad season. The Joker And they're still like, yeah, (laughs) or the hell, anything else, you know, but just being like, oh, no, I've got a farm, got a farm. Will Levis ain't shit, ain't going to be shit. Uh, yeah. Now I will say my thing is the offensive coordinator, Rich Sangarello, Salsa Machia. Yep. <laughs> uh, you'll enjoy that if you listen to the podcast last night. But uh, he lost that game. You can't. You can't run. You can't run verts. Will Levis has to get rid of the ball. I know. I know. That's what the main thing was. But like the play calls were like four verts for like a while there. And that doesn't make sense. It was either four verts ish or it was a uh, C rod. Hmm. That's and weird I, because uh, with Barry and Brown, the, his speed is so dynamic. You just get him in space, man. Screen passes or slants, especially if your offensive line is struggling. That's uh, yes. You, you talk yes. about football 101. That's it. That's it right there, you know. <laughs> but, but when we were doing, when we were doing uh, the screens, they were third and nineteen, Joker Phillips style, back to Cavassier uh, or something. Behind, not even behind, like the the tight ends that we have that can block. Yeah. Like, and now I will say this too. Uh, 
I think somebody said there was a few, there was only a few screens ran. There was more screens ran than people know, but there was zero blocking on all of our uh, screens. If you run like the far out screen with like wide receivers and stuff blocking, mm-hmm. like it was, it was bad. It was just bad. Yeah. So that's a, that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough loss. And uh, I think we'll rebound this Saturday. We got, South Carolina coming to town, who for whatever reason still thinks they're better than us, even though they beat us once since 2015. They their fan base still thinks they're better than us. Well, they had the greatest uh, quarterback of all time that never existed. Now, <laughs> so Spencer I Riley. can't wait. To, I can't wait to just must stop that motherfucker. Yeah, I think he's got four touchdowns to seven interceptions, and I mean he he ain't done nothing since his Netflix show. <laughs> He also signed was he was at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I think he he originally signed the largest NIL contract in the history of NIL currently because he was one of the first ones, and this was before he started shitting at Oklahoma. Like, yeah. so that I just think that's hilarious, and he is an albino snake. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, he does look weird now, <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that's some of this NFL college. action. From uh from last week and move on from from college ball. I am ex- like I said, I am excited about the South Carolina game this Saturday. Um, you going? That's yeah. Well, Scotty's got a game at four, and then we're gonna have to go up there. So it's gonna be like leave there, go straight in, hope that I have a parking spot in my in in the in the silver lot, and uh. Yeah, I told my wife, even if I miss opening kickoff, it didn't bother me as long as yeah. I'm there for the end, you know. But uh, that's that's you. our plan Saturday. But uh, we'll get into some of these NFL games. And, I mean, I guess we got to start with Thursday as usual. Um, you had Dolphins at Bengals. Uh, I watched majority of that game. The Bengals uniforms were out fucking standing. Uh, even my son watched it, and he was like, Whoa. "He was like the Bengals should wear that from now on, like the the white and cleanest, black that they wore, cleanest unis ever, the yeah. white the like the, the the snow white tiger Bengal tiger. I mean, come on, yeah, because yeah, that's really, also a, like a crazy thing in in actual wildlife. Is there's right. there's one of those walking around? That's yeah. crazy, like yeah. yeah. The uniforms were so dope, and uh. The Bengals won, but the story coming out was was the two a hit, and he probably shouldn't have even been playing in that game. I don't know who the doctor was that cleared him. The guy had clearly a concussion four days before, and they cleared him, and it wasn't even like a malicious hit or or anything like that. He, I mean, he got slung down by a big guy, but there's big dudes playing on the D line. I don't know what. But, it was uh, uh, it was Tupoa from Cincinnati, yeah. uh, who is three hundred and thirty pounds, bringing a two sixteen pounder, which is, Tua does not weigh two sixteen. I don't yeah. give a shit what anybody says. Uh, he should have never played. We all know that, but the fact that the NFLPA is going to sue themselves, basically. Because that's somebody they hired, which now yeah. has been fired. Yeah. Um, they give their synopsis of what happens. And they didn't clear him, from what I understand. Mm. But 
in five days, he went back out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, it just, I thought too it was going to be out. I had said it, you know, all week leading up because, well, you know, we're both in fantasy. I, I was looking the week before, I was looking to try and trade for Tua. He was a big waiver wire pickup because a lot of people yeah. wanted to see it in action before they picked him up, but uh, I didn't have the waiver spot for it and i almost traded for him unfortunately that happened but uh yeah so tough to watch my wife is a nurse she was watching with me and she was like as soon as she saw his hands she was like that looks like a tbi which is a traumatic brain injury so all right uh, so i want to ask you about this because i know what mal does and i know like uh on the gmpc podcast last night uh i kind of i kind of got shit on because we also have a couple of nurses too, and I didn't even think to ask my uh, sister-in-law, but they were—they did even think about the fact that what when those fingers go like that, that is a seizure symptom. That's oh. not just brain. It's not just brain. That 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 is a full-on seizure thing. Like, and coming, I've seen my brother do that once. When he had a minor seizure at 3M or well, but like I've seen that before, just not that wicked, but like that ain't it's brain. Yes, it is brain, but like there's, uh, there's other things going on there. Mm-hmm. Not just like, you can't cut that off. Like Chris, Chris Nowinski, I, you might be enough of a WWE fan to remember him. He was the Harvard guy, and he had long hair. Like he was like the American version of uh, uh, Will uh, William Regal. You say he had long hair? Then they all yeah. they all have long hair in WWE. Ah, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, this was a long time ago. He is a he went you know graduated from Harvard. He uh, wrestled. Uh, ooh, this might have been 17, 16 years ago, fifteen years ago, but he graduated with a like. He is a new neuros. Uh, oh, what do you call, what do you say? Neuroscientist. Neuro, yes, there. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a doctor or anything like that. But like he, it's like the mecca of it. And quietly, nobody knows he has been like part of the NFLPA's version of their like area over here, where like, hey, we have these experts, yada yada yada. He called it six hours before, basically. And then it happened. Wow. Yeah, I, I was, my wife, she didn't say it was a seizure symptom, but she called it posturing. I guess that's what that's called when they're when they can't really control their hands. They just kind of do their own thing. But she kept calling it posturing. So uh, definitely scary to watch. And uh, I don't think I've seen a ton of replays on it, which for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> you did that night. God right. damn. Yeah, they showed it for a long time. Um, actually, when I first saw his hands, I thought he had a broken finger because it was showing it like from a weird angle. I thought he had broke his finger. but uh, Yeah, but then when he had seven of them going different ways, you were like, right. Yeah, yeah, that was scary to watch. So uh, prayer, uh, prayers out to Tua and hope he gets better. Uh, it's about more than football with him with that type of injury. Um, it's 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 deeper than football you know what i'm saying so uh prayer prayers he, for him to get back on track as a person you know he can't play again 
this year. Like you can't, you, you can't, you, you can't do that. Like you, you can't. I, I was, I was, I was on the back. He might have had a back problem train the first time because I have wilted like that walking with mm-hmm. a back problem before on the uh, the, first, the you know the game before where he just dropped or whatever. So like I was given the benefit of a doubt. Tua can't play this year. He can't. He can't. Yeah, I mean, especially if the NFL is kind of suing itself over the way they <clears throat> handled the week before. Uh, he, even if he is cleared to play, they they might just sit him out. I mean, and they've got I'll Teddy st- Bridgewater, so they've got an experienced well, quarterback to step in. He's not Tua's level, but uh, well, he's he's liquid heart garbage right now. But. Uh, also, I don't think it's fair for that. I don't think it's fair for that uh, uh, random doctor to get fired. I know they're 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 making him the scapegoat, mm-hmm. but I bet I bet a hundo that that motherfucker has a lawsuit in about two weeks or two years. Yeah, on how well, it goes. I mean, if he's the guy that ultimately signed off on him being able to play on Thursday night, then it might come down to that. Um, I mean, there's nurses that are being uh, having murder charges over things that they have given patients. Um, and my wife said that they used to do it all the time where they would call the doctor and say, this this patient needs such and such. And he'll say, well, uh, I'm busy just signing off or whatever. And they'll do that. And apparently that's what happened to that nurse. I think it was here in Kentucky where she gave him a certain type of medication and signed off on it and ended up killing the patient and she's got murder charges because of it now. Uh, so whoever does the sign off on is that's where, uh, that's where the shit's going to roll. You know what I mean? I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about, but like she should not have the murder charges because if old dude signs off and, we could all we can get into a lot of things. This is a football podcast. This is not a documentary about weird We're not shit doctors. that we love to watch. <laughs> but like every 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 profession has people that force other people into doing things. Like I had I had one of those episodes just this week where I was being forced to do something that I wasn't gonna do and I didn't do it. Uh I currently still have a job. So we'll see, but like, that's a, like, that's a, that's a moral, like F you, like it's a moral F you that those people have to deal with all the time. And yeah. in theory, the, it should be all the way up to the top. That's who signs, sign, somebody signs off, that somebody signs off, somebody signs off. Mm-hmm. And it goes up to the person that's in charge. That's it. So I hope that works differently, but yeah I'm football sure. football yeah. football well, football we can't stay on this one game all night uh we'll move on uh the next the next game i have on here and i've only got it on here because i'm a bears fan uh is bears and giants honestly that you told me week one that that was the most boring game you've ever watched i almost fell asleep watching this game i was at roosters watching the bears and giants and it was just Horrible to watch. Uh, there was no offense. We scored four times. And they were all field goals for a kicker that 
I guess this is a cool story. We signed this kicker Friday. He comes in to kick for us on Sunday. He goes four for four and scores all of our points, and then they cut him on Monday <laughs> and brought back Why in. They, the, wait, time out. Why are they cut him? Well, we had uh, Cairo Santos as our normal kicker, and I think he had family down in Florida. <laughs> you have a normal kicker right now? Like, like first of all. Hey, Cairo's, Cairo's a pretty good kicker, man. I, know, know? I like Cairo, but like yeah. for you to have a normal kicker. Yeah, yeah. That's about the only thing we got going for us is to have a, is well, having a kicker. To be fair, there's there's not a problem with y'all carrying two kickers because it ain't like anybody else on your roster is doing shit. So, like, carry an extra kicker. In well, case I think – uh, I think they put him back on the practice squad, so they didn't technically cut him. They cut him from the main roster and put him on the practice squad. So if uh, we need him later. So uh, I will say this about that game. Um, Saquon's back, first of all. Yeah. Saquon is apparently the best quarterback on the team as well. Well, he was was, uh, he was clearly what our defense was zoned in on. Because Daniel Jones scored twice on <laughs> naked bootlegs. I mean, our That's, whole defense. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Because, like, yeah. if your whole defense was on Saquon and then he went for 32 for uh, 32 rushes for 144 yards, you are fucked then. Our running yeah, defense is trash this year, dude. We gave up 180 yards week one. Um, week two, we saw what Aaron Jones did. Uh, week three, who did we play? Uh, Damian Pierce, we somewhat held him in check. I don't know how y'all beat. I don't know how you beat the fucking. I don't know how you beat him. I don't know how you beat the Houston. I don't know how you beat him. Well, we got Dalvin Cook coming this week, and that's going to be ugly. <laughs> I don't know. He's on my fantasy team, so I doubt it. But <laughs> you. All right. So, uh, real, real quick. Because I've been watching enough Chicago Bears. Somehow, uh, as somebody that watches a lot of football, I get so much NFC in my life, and I don't want it because I'm an AFC guy, obviously. Justin Fields, you, we can't be doing this. We can't be doing that. He's got talent around him. He, he you know, He's got some stuff around him. Mac Jones has less talent around him. He's out. Zappy's in. He, like, you have a better playmaker roster than the New England Patriots do. And Justin Fields can't do anything with it. Well, according to, I think it was PFF that put it out, um, Justin Fields had the most pressures in the NFL, and his wide receivers had the smallest percentage of separation from the corners. So literally he's out there trying to Lamar Jackson it when he was at Louisville and that, that don't work in the NFL. Uh, I don't know for sure. I'm pulling for Justin Fields. I got his Jersey. My son has his Jersey. He's the quarterback I wanted in that draft. Uh, I just, I really don't think he has around him everything that he needs. Darnell Mooney, as much as I love him, he's dropping passes. Cole Komet can't do anything. He can't block or catch passes all of a sudden. Byron Pringle's 
they brought so in on free agent. He's hurt. All right, so real quick, time out. Cole Komet is fine. What I've seen of Mooney, he's dropped like three passes, maybe. Okay. You can't put this on. Like, those people would flourish at other places. Like, this can't be. This can't be them. Like, it I all think starts Fields, up front. Fields is literally running for. He'll snap the ball, and he's got a defender in his face against the yes, Giants. True. True. Well, Loki, Loki, Giants. They're they're building some shit there. But anyway, that's a, that's a different point. Like Justin Fields still thinks he's in college, and it's, he's not. Like he's not, and he can't. I want the two games I've watched. He doesn't even. Like, I bet you wish you had Mitch back because at least Mitch looked for the first option. I don't think Justin is even looking for the first option. I think he's immediately going second, third, and then hoping for the best after that. Cole Komet is talented. Mooney is talented. You have two of the best, I would argue, the best tandem of running backs, top four. We've only got one of them right now. Well, all right, yeah, Montgomery's out, but like, ah, ah, but but before, but before, you have this collective, and your O line is no worse than. I mean, it's it's middle of the pack, so. Not according to the stats. The stats are saying that they're like the worst or thirtieth is the highest is according to PFF and their percentages of pressure when he's hiked and they the way they do that is they measure it in the first 2.5 seconds of the ball being snapped if, if he's pressured so it's not even like this quarterback's holding on to the ball and then he's getting pressured it's but doesn't just doesn't justin have one of the longest releases he does he does like to hold on to the ball he likes to look so that's the thing no but yeah, but that's the thing. But like his even his release though, it's it's so like all that together, all those mechanics together. Like I mean, he could be a wide receiver for uh, New England in like four years if he wants to. But I don't see him leaving, not being a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if I'd love to see him work out in Chicago, but uh, it's not looking pretty. But I mean. He just, I just don't feel like he has anything around him. Plus, Luke gets his offense. First of all, it's his first time calling plays. I feel like I'm sitting here making all these excuses, but it's it's the truth. And Aaron Rodgers even struggled with this in 2019. <coughs> and look at Russell Wilson over in Denver with the same offense. Those are two Hall of Fame, possible Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Both of them struggled with it in their first year. So I'm trying to hold off. A little bit, just hoping to God Justin Fields don't get hurt. I'll say this. I'll say this real quick. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Montgomery, which I know he's out now, Khalil Herbert, Cole Komet. Those, that is such a good core of offensive talents. And they're, none of them are being used at all. 
and I don't I don't know how. I don't know how they're not being used. Like maybe the O line's just that bad. But maybe uh, but like I love Colton in the draft, but every time I see him out there actually playing, he drops the ball more than any tight end other than Kellen Davis that we had back in the day. That's literally the ball hit him in the hands, he throws it on the ground. And I it it pisses me off every Sunday. Every Sunday. Fair enough. So let's move on to uh across the pond. Uh the next game that I've got on here is Vikings at Saints. I didn't get to watch this game live. I was doing my Bears ballroom show. Uh, I did get to see some of the highlights, and there was a lot of – I'm pretty sure it was a lot, unless they just showed it over and over again. There was a few 60-yard kicks in this game. Um, yeah. I think one of them was to tie it up at the end of regulation, and the Saints just missed it, which was – I mean, they love oh, their spot over in London, so give them some kickers. <laughs> it went to oh yeah, <laughs> it went to overtime. Uh, Will uh, Will Lutz missed the uh, kick to win it in overtime. Okay, yeah, and uh, the Vikings double toink, double toink, yeah, he yeah, double yeah, it was rough. They, they definitely showed it, and it brought me PTSD. But uh... <laughs> Hey, you know what? Non flashbacks are okay. As long as you got somebody to talk to, you're okay. Mm-hmm. I uh I'm just worried. I'm starting to worry about the Vikings, man. Like what? Because you talk about a well, you talk about a collection of talent and the way they dominated Green Bay week one. I just thought they were gonna run rough shot. And they struggled with the Saints, pulled it out in overtime. I think the week before they struggled with the Lions, pulled it out in the very last in the last minute touchdown. And <clears throat> I mean, they're probably gonna get a dub against us next week. That's no question. But <laughs> like as far as bye week, what are you talking about? Well, we're talking about we talked about this team as winning the division and making a playoff push. And when they're struggling against the Saints who don't look good and the Lions who can put up nice. They can put up a ton of points, but apparently the Lions don't know how to play defense. Um, I I don't know what the issue is. I haven't watched their games all the way through this Sunday. It'll probably be the first one, and it's probably going to be real ugly because I don't know who in the hell is going to cover Jefferson. And if we try to cover him, we got Adam Thielen too. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. <laughs> so as AFC fan, apparently all I've watched this entire fucking uh, – year is NFC and I'm getting used to the NFC already. Uh Kirk Cousins, that's that squad's good. Here's the other thing too. Dalvin Cook still hasn't done anything yet. Really. That's the thing. He's he's doing like 13 for like a hundred, you know, 12 for 74, 19 for like 120. Like, that's not doing anything. Irv Smith's doing something to, like, the new tight end, or mm-hmm. well, now the official tight end. And then you have uh, Je- uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be Justin Jefferson all day. I think this team is still, quietly, it's three, they're three and one. Yeah. 
And the only the only loss was uh, prime time Kirk. Yeah, is it? So if they just play, Thanksgiving doesn't count as prime time. If they just play, and I think I said this last week, if they just play one o'clock and four o'clock, they'll crush the division. They'll crush <laughs> the NFC, and they'll get a bye. They'll get a bye. And those games are on Saturday and Sundays. So if they get a Saturday early game, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, hey, Rook, what Rook, no, no Vikings we, fans look. They'll get into the playoffs and then they'll be like, prime time Vikings versus, I don't know, Cowboys or Philly, <laughs> even worse. One of my best friends is a, is a Vikings fan and he. He is in he's in such a motherfuck you relationship with Kirk Cousins that it's 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 laughable. And I'm here but I'm here for him, like yeah. for support. I'm his I'm his therapist on this. And he just because this is the best quarterback and they their team is God, they're so talented. Well, they were gonna draft they, Justin Fields, speaking of Justin Fields. You you imagine Justin Fields there with all those weapons? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'd be going for. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, man. But 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 what I was getting at is like, even he, all he does is just he's motherfucks them until he can't because they're winning, and then he's like, ah, oh, we're good, we're good, because they are good. Yeah, and and if 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 we're talking about like that division what the hell was green bay doing in with new england in in green bay at lambo <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i gotta be honest i didn't watch much of that game i knew they put bailey zappy in and he well, i watched all of it and yeah, yeah i was pulling for you boys the, trust me yeah <laughs> as the as the, the uh New hat, new hat for the show, by the way. Okay, nice. Uh, just different, side. different color, but yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is like a three year ago, uh, USA troop thing. Uh, yeah. So for that to happen, all of that to happen in, in Lambo, I feel like anybody in FC North should be jacked about that. In my opinion, well, it's it's tough for me to put a finger on what the Packers are this year. I mean, week one they get smacked around by Minnesota at Minnesota. Week two they basically got a bye yeah. week. Yeah. You know, they they had the Bears coming into town. Of course, we played on Sunday night football because that's what we do at Lambeau. It has to be on Sunday night so they can show those old pictures from nineteen twenty seven. Yep, Bye-bye. and you know. There was a little trickery with the referees there. We may or may not have scored or should have probably covered, but either way, it, that was they a score. Out of there with a that dub. was a score. That was a score. That was a score. Yeah. So, so it's just difficult for me to. Sometimes their defense looks great, best in the league, and sometimes they look like hot dog water. I don't know what the deal is. Sometimes it looks like their secondary doesn't communicate with each other, even though they've been together for three, four years now. Well, other than Stokes, who got drafted last year, I think, maybe the year before. Yeah. 
But other than that, they've, they've been together. They should have the communication down. And it seems like when Justin Jefferson was tearing them up week one, that's all it was. He would just – they had better communication than they did in the secondary. Uh, you know, you should probably put somebody on number 18. He's pretty good. But I can't put my finger on the Packers. And knowing – I mean, knowing Packers history, they'll probably – get into the playoffs, get to the NFC championship and lose again. Cause that's, that's just what the Packers do. But, uh, I, I know you're a Bailey Zappi fan. You said it preseason. You, you wanted to see him. Uh, did he, I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, I like Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We've not paid him yet either. So I'm good with that. I think we got two more weeks. I think before Mac Jones comes back. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was heavy on Bailey Zappi. So, yeah. If I have a, if I have to have a quarterback controversy, okay, that's fine. But like, we're still trying to build stuff. Hey, you know what? What what round was uh, Tom Brady drafted in? Sixth. Okay, so like, maybe Zappi is that fucking guy. Right. Yeah, it does. It does kind of feel like deja vu. Other than, you know, Drew Bledsoe was kind of paid at the time, and he was the established yeah. veteran. But uh, Mac Jones, it's a back issue with him, correct? Back spasms or something. Yeah, and that's so tricky, man. Because even if you get over it and you feel good and you're ready to play, all it takes is one hit or one tweak. You know what I mean? That and then then you're back out. Uh, <laughs> The, the yeah. funny part about that, the funny part about it was too, it's like uh, uh, Bailey actually kind of looks like Mac. So, like, people were confused that they didn't know what happened because Hoyer was supposed to start the game. Well, he did start the game, but like, people like came back and they were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> they just like take him out of like injured reserve and they're just like playing yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I, they pulled Hoyer and said, just come over here and call plays for us. We'll, uh, We'll let the kid get in there. <laughs> for the record, for the record, I want this to be said as the Patriot fan, the Patriot fan of the Southeastern Conference. I want Brian Hoyer to be solely an offensive coordinator because I know he knows all the shit. I love our two defensive coordinators, but I love them calling defense. Not yeah. calling offense. Your all's defense want, looks pretty good, though. I mean, you were able to do some things against Green Bay, which uh, it's tough to get Aaron Rodgers off the spot. You know what I mean? And I think y'all had a pick yeah. six on him, right? Oh, we uh, we drafted that new guy. And did you see that pick six? No, I just saw it on Twitter. It was like, you know, obviously the- I'm on Bears Twitter, so they were, they're always like, anytime I see Rodgers throw a pick six, it's a small victory for me. <laughs> You need to look it up. You need to look it up. That was one of the prettiest, like, go pick, go pick and snipe somebody. And he sniped it like it was so sick. And just it was all in one motion. It yeah. was one of the sickest, sickest uh, pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. He kind of, he kind of turned into the receiver on it. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. But, like, That's he had to lean cool back see, uh... and then watching his legs go down because they were right beside the uh, – the out, out out of bounds line. So watching him do that too at the same time, it was it was it was so in motion and it was one of the most beautiful yeah. just plays. 
that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's all, it's always cool to see. I know Eddie Jackson for us, he's had a couple of down years, but uh, he seems to be get finding his footing in this defense. He had a interception on Sunday that he caught over his shoulder like a like a receiver. That nice. was pretty cool. I mean, we still lost, but that was cool to see him. Yeah, uh, get back to his old ways. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the running back situation in New England? Because I know I've been seeing uh, uh, same deal, same deal. Yeah. I've been seeing Stevens pop up as a big waiver wire pickup and stuff for people, and it's, it's just so, hard for me to trust the Patriots running back because they split. Well, yeah. So as a as a Patriot fan, uh, I've never drafted any Patriot ever in fantasy. Uh, I think a long time ago I had uh, Rob Gronkowski. One time, that was it. Um, and that was when uh, Jimmy Graham was deciding if he was going to be a wide receiver or a tight end. That's how <laughs> long ago that was. Other than that, I've never had – I've never even had Tom Brady either. Wow. You – it's 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 next man up. It's, it's whatever. Like, that's just what they are. Like, if Damian Harris, who I, who I hate – who I hate. Because we did Kentucky. Picked, well, because, no. Well, and then he picked Alabama over Kentucky. Yeah. But I, I've never forgiven for that. Uh, but uh, I hate him. But we got him. He's good. But you have him. I think Ramondra, Ramondre Stevenson is better. But I do like how they're – that Shoney Michelle's out now from Georgia. He's out now. He's in the uh, one of the LA teams. Yeah, one of the other. <clears throat> but it's them two now, with a couple of, like new guys, and I love it because that is just right up uh, Belichick's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I think Ramondre well, could be a starting running back somewhere. But I do like how what we're doing with him right now. Yeah. For uh for twenty or two hundred and forty five thousand dollars or whatever we're paying right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with running backs in the league, man. They don't get paid anymore like they used to. They used to be able well, to Damien. I think Damien Harris got one. He got I think he got one last year. It was like seven mil. And I was actually okay with that because like as much as I don't like him, like that's not Expensive, and he's right. pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. I, I even though he picked Bama over us, just him being from Richmond, um, I've always kind of pulled for Damian Harris to do well, just like Jedrick Wills. Even though he did the same thing, you know, he's from Lexington and he chose Bama over us. I always pulled both. for him. I hate him both. <laughs> I mean, it's like when Kentucky basketball comes calling for a kid, like what we did with Malik Monk. Uh, you know, Arkansas wanted him, and Cal Cal gave him a call, and he was like, well, "I'm gonna go to Kentucky." You know, that's, that's yeah, that's but like they could have ran shit in Kentucky football, and they decided yeah. like, "Man, fuck off!" Yeah, not here for it. We're a football school. I don't know if you knew that or not. We're a football. Uh, school. I got the T-shirt upstairs. Ah, <laughs> I love those T-shirts. God damn it, those I love it. I love them. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, you, you kind of spoke on Tom Brady there for a second, so we can get into that one. Uh, the Chiefs went into Tampa Bay. They actually did play in Tampa. You know, the storm hit, I guess, south of them that a still little bit. That surprised me. That surprised so, me. They so they were able there. to play it in Tampa. And, uh, I mean, the Chiefs' offense is rolling, man. I thought Bucks' defense could maybe do something about it, but, man, it just feels like, like we said at the start of the year, it just feels like a collision course with Chiefs and Bills on the on the, going toward the AFC Championship. Maybe that's why you're watching so much NFC because you know what's happening in the AFC. I mean, this is like uh, well, it's like Thanos. It's inevitable. <laughs> I do think. I do think. Uh, I don't think the storm had anything to do with it. I still don't think they should have played there. I think they should have went to Miami because of what was going on actually in town. I know it went south of Tampa, but there was a lot of things where Tampa has to deal with, and it's it's a circulation. They should have won. Two. Tampa came back. If it wasn't for that that one fuck up from uh, White on that drop, uh, the, the the very first play, and then they scored the second play. Yeah. So, like, that was in theory a ten point. Let's say a ten point swap there, yeah. right there. Then there was a couple other plays that happened bad. Tampa Bay's gonna be there, and they'll see them again eventually. Well, I don't think it, Super Bowl. Yeah, but Tampa at two and two. Tampa at two and two, and then them coming back when. Tom Brady is clearly having a way worse time than I am in my life. Yeah. Even though I'm having a rough day. He is going through some shit, which is his it's his fault. Yeah. Uh but I would not like I would not put it past Tampa Bay being there again in in the, in the NFC championship. Yeah. Nothing none of that changed my mind. They came back they were down 20, was it 21 or 24 zero? They came back, they lost 41 31. But yeah, they came back, and, they uh, came back, they came back, and, and I'm not I'm not worried about Tampa Bay at all at this point. Yeah, that division is definitely winnable. Like we already talked about the Saints, and then who else is there? Carolina, and is it Atlanta in that division? Yep. So, I mean, the division. Oh, uh, I'm starting to love Atlanta. That offense is fun to watch. They got the yeah. cleanest uniforms in the league, though, too. Black and chrome and red. Chrome yeah. is one of their their colors. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you think, because uh, I, I saw, I know we're not TMZ, but I heard today that Brady and Giselle hired divorce lawyers. Do you think that'll play into Brady's yeah. play That's, on the field? So, that, yes, yes. Uh, no, actually, no, it won't. I'm going to deep dive real quick. I'll make it fast. Yeah. Uh, I listen to the Levitar show re- religiously. Uh, Ricky Williams is uh, him and Levitar, the best friends. He is an astrologist person. So like tarot cards, only astrology type stuff. Um, And you know what? It's a religion. And it's weird, but once you start listening to it, you're like, kind of makes sense. So six weeks ago, 
he was basically saying like they're gonna get divorced. Basically, basically, he's like based on this moon and this fucking house and this star, they're gonna get divorced. Huh. So they had him on again uh, this weekend, or it was last last Friday, and there was you know the rumors are still out there, and and uh, they they started asking more about it, and he had all what he needed to call this. And he was doing his, you know, I'm an astrologist. I can read your tarot. I could do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody was like, wait, what, what Ricky said was, uh, he is Tom Brady for a reason. He cares about his career more than he cares about his family. And then somebody else asked, was like, well, everybody cares about their family, blah, blah, blah. And then Ricky Williams, who now is the most legit, cool, mellow guy ever. I'm assuming like, this is former running back Ricky Williams. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> that way. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, no. He was like, this dude had a choice, and he picked football. So he's not a family guy. He picked football. And he's like, that's what I read, and that's what he picked, and that's what it is. And they're like, well, no, you care about your family, and you care. And then Ricky was like, you clearly don't, because you picked football over family. Yeah, so so he turned into Vicky Valancourt for a second. That ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But, like, he called it. He called it. Like, Tom Brady, at the end of the day, I remember when he did, when he just fucked over Bridget Moynihan. He fucked her over. That's it. That's what it was. For those that don't know, Bridget Moynihan was his first wife. Uh, God, gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. First, his first kid was with Bridget Moynihan. And he just fucked her over for Giselle. Deep down inside, like this, he's not a good guy. Like when we talk about stuff like this, like, he cares about football. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. So if he's not made that decision yet, he cares more about football than he does his family. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen with his son. His son's getting close to college age now, right? The first one. So there's no Arch Manning. Yeah. Well, maybe he can start his own little family dynasty and. Our sons will be talking about the Mannings, the Manning brothers, or the Brady I'm, brothers. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually pretty sad about the whole situation. Like, tore it up a little bit because Brady's just being a like an asshole at this point. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, it does seem that way. But if anyone's able to compartmentalize and uh, focus on the game, it's definitely Brady. And uh, he's definitely yeah. But at this point, like. At, right. at this point, man, like Giselle's more successful than you are. Yeah. And I know it's, uh, we, we see American football a different way. For those that don't know, like Giselle is the, the model. Like she is the model. And, and she's been told to be put on hold for almost nine years now, basically. And that's just not fair. Yeah, well, I saw I saw a quote today. I don't know if it was from an interview with her or if it was just one of those p- 
pictures that people make and they write stuff under it. And she kind of said yeah. that Tom, Tom changed as soon as they crossed that Florida line. He's kind of was a different person. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. But, I mean, he's going he's gonna to care about his career, that's for sure. Uh, and he's got something set up already for when he does finally ha- hang him up. I'm, I'm assuming that's why he retired originally, was she was like, choose me or football and he was like well i'm gonna choose you exactly. and then, yeah and then that didn't work out so he chose football and then that's when he missed spring training for like 11 days he was trying to work all that out and i think he kind of came back and was like i'm 45 years old i got shit going on right isn't that what he said something like that yeah so uh which he does yeah yeah it's a lot of shit i mean it's it's tough to it would be tough to turn your personal life off for a game. You know, I mean, he got, it's a career, but it'd be tough to tell. Like, I know, like we, we spoke on it earlier. I said, Eddie Jackson had a couple of tough years. Well, he had an interview earlier this year when they talked to him and kind of asked him about his, you know, going through a rough patch. And he was like, well, I had, I guess his significant other lost a couple of, he had a couple of miscarriages and, bunch of stuff happening off the field that he just couldn't get his mind on the game it seems to be straightened out now but i only said that to say you know some some players can't separate you know what i mean and uh well and that's the thing look i i like all my all my uh passwords and everything is is time ready this or something like that you don't realize a lot of people don't realize giselle is not only is she more talented at what she does but she's like pretty much the ambassador of of what she does and she can reach more people than anybody can or versus tom brady and she makes triple what tom brady does yeah like she is more important in the world than tom brady is yeah she just is i mean that's that's just what it is and she's she's amazing at it, but apparently she's been put on back row for. Also, being divorced doesn't help her because then you're like, oh wait, he's in Tampa Bay and he's the dad. Oh wait, now we're divorced. He's not the dad anymore, so you still got to do something with the kids. So, yeah, figure that out. Right. But yeah, yeah, but uh, we got to get back to football ourselves. Yeah, next year. So. <laughs> we that uh, was a. 12-minute tangent. Never yeah. again. Well, I, I got all the games listed on here that I wanted to go through. Uh, we could touch on Eagles-Jags. The Jags kind of screwed. I mean, they didn't Jagged look good. Up. Yeah, they, they come out, I think, I think Lawrence. They were 14-0, by the way. Well, I think Lawrence had like four fumbles or something. They started turning the ball over. They were up 14-0. That's weird. The, they the did Eagles something. Good, they dude. did something. <laughs> no, I know. Good, though. But Jags were 14-0 at one point. And something they I was happy them. about as a fantasy owner, Miles Sanders finally went off. Uh, this is a guy that I drafted high in a lot of my leagues. I don't know if I got him in our league or not. Actually, I think I do got him. Um, I'll be happy to trade low if you want to trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll hold on to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy to see him go off. I think he had – 
two touchdowns and 100 and something yards, 140 yards or something like that. Maybe it was even more. I don't know. But uh, it was nice to see. Um, Jalen Hurts still looked pretty good. I mean, I just the Eagles are just rolling. You talk about an NFC team that, I mean, they're they're pushing, man. You talk about Tampa Bay, and uh, I mean, let's let's calm down though. Look, they're good. They're good. They're four and zero now. Let's calm down. Everything is going right for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Not one person's hurt. They have the best outline ever. Mm-hmm. There's other teams that are three and one. That have a lot of things going on. Let's see the next quarter when yeah. we get to eight games. Yeah. Because eventually somebody's going to get hurt for Philly. Something is going to get hurt for Philly. So, like, everything is perfectly happening for Philly. Now, granted, they do have the easiest schedule for the rest of the year, period. So, if they capitalize, awesome. But. Eventually, somebody's going to go down. So that's when we got to start, you know, paying attention. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure what kind of wide receiver depth they have or corner depth. I know they tried to go deep in those areas, and they traded for guys and brought in other players and stuff. So maybe that's uh, something to watch going forward if one of those guys go down. Like if A.J. Brown goes down, who you have with wide receiver one? I mean, you got Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, yeah. But uh, I mean, who's behind them? You know, you know, I see. I would argue that every week, one wide receiver. Well, I was just saying, I, I would, I would argue that Goddard, Goddard is. Uh, yeah, Dallas Goddard's is, pretty good. Dallas is up there, and he's healthy yeah. finally, yeah. finally. So finally, yeah. And and, then, uh, and you could argue real quick, uh, Gain, Gains Gainswell or Gainwells or whatever his name is, uh, is a running back. He could go out in the slot. Uh, Miles is there. He can catch balls too, but like they have a couple other pieces that could fill in. In addition, if those two guys go down, but right now those two, Devonte Smith and AJ Green, are running smooth right now, and Jalen Hurts fixed his knee problem of how to throw a certain way with that knee tucked in, and it's working out. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so good right now. Yeah. That was the one thing he had to fix, and he fixed yeah. it. So, shit. Yeah, and he's a dual threat. I mean, he can run it just as well as he yeah. can throw it. So, it's – I saw today, I was watching NFL Live while I was typing up our uh, show notes here, and they were talking about him as an MVP candidate. Like, uh, Right now, yeah, right now, he is – I guess you had to put him in – as much as I hate to say it, you had to put Lamar in there. But it's Lamar and Hurts right now. Mahomes might have a claim to that too. He's he's kind of tearing it up, man. They lost to the Colts. That knocked yeah. him down a couple spots. That's true. That is true. I, I actually completely forgot about that. <laughs> yep. And then uh, the final game we'll talk about before we move on to this week is the uh, 49ers and Rams. The Rams look bad. I've got uh, in the in my mental dimes league, Matt Stafford is my fantasy quarterback, and oof, he is bad. I tried to look at the waiver wire today, and there's like Geno Smith and Carson Wentz, and I'm actually contemplating picking one of those guys up just because Matt Stafford is 
looks like he forgot how to football, man. Uh, he you didn't mean, even look this mean, bad in Detroit. You mean Gino, uh, soon to be MVP Gino? Is that what you mean? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. I like, no, look, Matt Stafford, it's not Matt Stafford's fault. It's not like he does some stupid shit, but like when you, when you lose Whitworth and all those guys, hey, you can only do so much. All right. Yeah. And 49ers, as weird as they are this year, which they're one of the weirdest teams, their front four is one of the nastiest. So, like, I don't have a problem with how that game went at all. Yeah. Really? Like, I don't. Well, I told you, you know, the 49ers were one of my dime package Super Bowl favorites. I love their defense. Now they got Jimmy G back. Who knows what he's doing in that offense? Yeah. Uh, look out, man! They couldn't take that division. I'm here. I mean, I'm here for it too. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, I that game, I was surprised that it went the way it did, as far as the score. You know, nine twenty four or whatever that was. I'm not surprised that those uh, they that that entire division just mother f's each other all the time yeah yeah they've they've been doing that for the past 20 years yeah. and the one bad one seattle now just slides in there every once in a while and picks up a couple wins that's what san francisco did seven years ago that's what the rams did five years ago i mean that's what they all do they just mm-hmm. slide it in there slide the dms and then catfish them out of nowhere yeah. Yeah. you're just like what so, like, that's a continuing thing that's going on right now, and I dig it. Like, I do think this is a good division. I'm, I, I, I don't know. Like, San Francisco, with everybody healthy, I'm a Jimmy G guy. I think Kyle Shanahan loves Jimmy G. Yeah. I think they, they just do something again. And – Float into the NFC Championship, maybe. I, I think I saw Peyton Manning breaking it down on, um, probably on his show on ESPN two or whatever. As far as them having Jimmy G back, um, as you've talked about on here before, you know the 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 headset's only good for fifteen seconds, and yeah. Jimmy G having such a history in this offense, he can spit these plays out verbatim. Who knows what Trey Lance is, you know, if, if he has to repeat the play or anything happened, nice. He has to repeat the play or anything happens like that, that headphone's going to cut out, and then Trey Lance is just out there alone. Whereas, So you're aware of, all right, you're aware. I think you're aware. Jimmy G was expected to be traded this entire offseason. So they did not give Jimmy G a playbook or anything. They basically were like, hey, just sit over here in the corner and get paid. They did not give him anything to look at this year, period. So for the fact that I know there's still some some same type of plays and stuff Mm because he's been with Kyle Shanahan before. Yeah. But they didn't give their backup quarterback that they're now paying, I don't know how much money, a playbook. 
during offseason, during preseason, because the fact that he would be traded. So now he's doing this. Now he finally has a playbook. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. And I, I had this conversation with Nate last night on the GMPC. He was like, well, Elijah Mitchell went out and, you know, these other guys are blah, blah, blah. I was like, Jeff Wilson's amazing. Like, you yeah. can't – you lose one, you get the other. Like, And he well, was the, like, well, Elijah Mitchell's – The thing with the Shanahan offense, I mean, I feel like you can almost plug any running back into it. And if they read the cuts right, it's a good play. That was the point I was trying to make was Elijah Mitchell is not as good as Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr. is way better running back, but was hurt more. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Elijah Mitchell got the job because Jeff Wilson lost the job because he got hurt. Yeah. So he like, but he was trying to mansplain San Francisco running backs to me. I was like, no, that's not how that works. Death taxes and throw a random running back into the San Francisco 49ers backfield. They're gonna make plays. Yeah. I mean, the like, Shanahan just, offense, that's even his dad did it in Denver. I mean, Terrell, uh, Terrell Davis wasn't a first round running back. I'm pretty sure he was undrafted or a late round draft pick, and they made him a Hall of Famer. They made No Sean Moreno look like a legit running back, and he had been a no Sean is, to that. Yeah, I thought, I think Terrell Davis is like a second or third rounder, I think. But uh, no, yeah, yeah, blow Sean, blow Sean Moreno out of Georgia. Actually, I think it was a high pick, too, now I think about it. Yeah, but he looked but, like a bust up until he got into that offense. That was still Shanahan. That was Mike Shanahan, right? Yeah. I think Bloshan, the reason well, the reason we call him Bloshan instead of Mo, no Sean was because he did fuck up bad. But, like, when he was explosive – Man, he was so good. Yeah. So the play calling, I don't think was bad. I think it was just the player blew his shit up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes all the way back to like the, the big three, the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Matt LaFleur all trained under Mike Shanahan when he was in Washington. And that tree has now, Branched out to the entire NFL, it seems. Uh, even don't forget Matt McDaniel, right? I love Mike McDaniel. Oh, I won't forget him. I, I love the way, uh, I like the guy on and off the field. I love listening to his press conferences and interviews and stuff. The fact that all those co- their coaches now is mine, it's a mine, it's such a mind fuck. Like, and we have that offense here at Kentucky now. Rich Kangarelli. In theory, yeah, yeah. In theory, yeah. So, so that for that, you know, one play call on Ole Miss, yeah. but where? Hey, they've all got questionable play calls. Even the, the great Sean McVay has questionable play calling sometimes. At this point, Mike Benell's just not—he's trying to get, not get sued. At this point, <laughs> is there any more of Week Four games that you wanted to go over? Or are you ready to move on to Week Five? Uh... The only one I want to touch on is uh, Detroit. Detroit, bless their heart. Bless they God. lead the league in offense, 35 points a game. 
They also lead the league in defense give up at 35.3. Yeah. They, I, I just hope, I just hope, and Detroit's coming to, to Foxborough. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, Matt Patricia revenge game this week. Yeah. Revenge game. Yeah. So, uh, I, I want to, I want to root for Detroit so much. Like if I have, if I have to pick an NFC team, I'll buy, I'll buy some shit. I don't care. I have enough Detroit Lions fans, weirdly, friends that are Detroit Lions fans. Had three. That's weird. That's like the whole fan base, isn't it? Well, (laughs) but can anybody else pick three people that you know? But uh, the fact that they're leading in those two different, and that was without, by the way, that was last game. That was without. Amon Ryan, Say Brown, and without mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift, and without two other people, and Jamison Williams, who is going to be the most electric person ever, is still out. Yeah. Well, they don't even have to rush him back if the offense is clicking like that. So they've you know? decided they've decided that they're going to bring him back after the bye week. So week yeah. six or week seven, I think, that Jamison Williams will show up. And I'm telling you, Jameis Williams is going to be the most electric some bitch ever, running across from uh, Amon Ronsay Brown. So they have that. that I I hope they give. I just hope they give Man Campbell a couple more years because that de- that defense uh, that defense actually might be the worst defense ever. They might be worse than the the command. Command skins right now. I don't get it. Like I don't get it. Well, they've got a lot of draft picks on the defense too. They got Aiden Hutchinson who they brought in this year, and and he's Jeff been Okuda, doing great. Who they drafted top three a couple years back, and and it needs building up too. And it right. it does need building up too. And uh, Aiden, like Aiden Hutchinson, I think was the steal so far this draft. But like you're gonna when you have to build up two sides. The problem is, you have to build up two sides. Mm-hmm. But then you run into last... a contract issue, and Jared Goff's on a major contract that they didn't give him, but the Rams gave him. That's... Yeah, no, I actually, I actually think they'll they'll save money on that next next time. Well, because he's got to... he. Go ahead. It's just tough to build a team when you've got so one player making so much. If you look at the like, even you as a Patriots fan. Tom Brady was the GOAT, but he took less money so they could build around him because he understood the value of team building rather than just give me my money and I'll be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do think – so Jared Goff has, I think, one more year or two more years. I can't remember. But I I don't think it matters. I think think that Jared Goff and Man Campbell close enough – that they'll restructure that all day. And even if even let's just say that they have a, a run or something like that. The next contract that uh oh what was his name? Wow. Golf. The next the next contract golf gets from Detroit, it will not be as much. He won't ask for as much. He won't do as much. Because I think he is fine. Like he may he got his money from the Rams. Like, all right, he's good. So he could he can he can dumb it down to 
a, 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 a 20 mil per or something like that. I think he'll be fine with that. And if he can sling it with people and stay there and build, I think that's that's the least of their problems, in my well, opinion. It, it, uh, it also depends on if Jared Goff wants to stay there. Because he's a California kid, and I've told you before, I watched him cool. come to Chicago in the cold, and he hated every second of it. And we made that was Vic Fangio's defense. We definitely made sure he hated every second of it. Two of his teams in his division play outside in the cold. There's a guy down in Tampa Bay that's about to retire. I'm just saying, Florida weather's pretty nice year round. I'm just, I'm just saying, Tampa's not that dumb. They're gonna need somebody. Like Is it gonna be I Kyle like Trask? There's also another – there's two years of getting drafts that before that. Look, I like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is happy. I'm pretty sure he bought he bought Matt Stafford's house on the good side of Detroit, and he was like, oh, wait, you know what? Pretty nice around here. When my heat is good to go and my water's fine, I think he's okay there. And he's getting paid what he's getting paid. And they have talent there in Ford Field. It's it's not in Ford Field anymore. They're building something there. Look, Man Campbell didn't want golf per se, but there was just a trade there. And they I think they both had a fucking conversation. It was like, look, dog, let's figure it out together. You know, I I can do this, I can do that. He's slinging the ball. I think. Goff is a Campbell guy, and I think they're like BFFs now. Or he could I think be they're... building up his stats for another contract somewhere else. <laughs> I think you're higher in hell if you think that fucking uh, Jared Goff's going to get a contract somewhere else. This ain't the Stafford – or not Stafford. This ain't the – oh, what's his name? Oh, Bradford. This ain't Bradford anymore, <laughs> like – they're not just giving like because you look good for one year, Sam Bradford, another fifty mil or something like that. No, 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 yeah. not happening. Yeah, I, I don't like know if he'll get a big contract like that. But like I said, man, when it starts, when this weather starts to turn, it starts getting cold up there. We'll just see how it works out. I, I'm telling you, the California boy in him is either going to want to go back to Cali or go down south somewhere. And I think golf. I think golf likes his money. He likes his home. I think he does. He's got his house in Cali is still there. He's fine. That's what they do on the off season. In the real season, he's playing. He's at Detroit. Well, we'll have to make a futures bet on that. Let's do his it. contracts up. <laughs> but uh, I was I was shocked the Seahawks won that game. Uh, I mean, we both said on here we thought Seahawks would be the worst team in the league this year. The, the the talent didn't look like it was there. The uh, I mean, they were running with Geno Smith as starting quarterback or Drew Locke, whichever one was there. And, I mean, they're two and two. They're right in the thick of it in that division, you know? So we back to Geno being MVP or? <laughs> well, I'm not going to pick him up on my fantasy league. I'll just say that. I don't know. Uh, my there my league that has ten people picking. 
Somebody started him, and he got 39 points. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I looked at his game logs when I was going to pick him up. Uh, I, was... I thought the person was doing it as a joke, and then – and it was a gamble. It was straight a gamble. Like, let's not get twisted. But, like, God damn. Yeah. 39 points. Yep. But uh, we'll move into this week's uh, games. Do you have your picks from GMPC or um, – uh, I got a, I got a list of one, two, three, four, five. I got a list of seven games on here that I can run through. And then if there's any that you need to fill in for the GMPC picks, you can. How did we do last week, by the way? Do you got that on? Yeah, so we had four group uh, – we had four guest pick. The group uh, record was 12 and 16. Mm. Yeah. And one of the guests was 5 and 2. So, there you go. Well, I know I was 5 and 2. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> no, it I don't think it was. was not you. Yeah, I don't think it was me. I don't even remember. But you all, actually, you were 4 and 3. You were 4 and 3, I think. Yeah, so, I'll take uh, that. Yeah, but the other the guest the other guest just wrecked y'all. Yeah. yeah. But you have the same record as I do, so you're good. Yeah. I mean I, I picked I picked I picked pick'em games that would be interesting. I didn't pick the games that would be interesting. So that's up to you. Whatever you want to go with. Well uh I mean I've by the way, this uh this this portion of the podcast is sponsored by bet.us. If you go to bet.us, you can uh, put in, I think it's a, uh, you put in a hundred dollars, you get $20 in free bets. Um, so take with that what you will. I used some of mine and I've won some money in the last couple of weeks. Um, especially uh, I like to do college ball and a little bit of NFL. Um, and, uh, Pretty happy with what's in my account right now. Just say that. <laughs> there you go. Actually, now that I'm looking back over the list, I actually kind of dig this list with the seven games. So, okay, you want to go through them on on my list that I gave you? No, I didn't see your list. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Um, well, I've got. Uh, I'll let you. Yeah, you go ahead, and take the driver's seat, and you uh, drive us through this portion of the podcast and. And then we'll we'll move on from there. All right, first game, we're gonna take uh, Detroit at New England. Mm. New England minus three. I got the Patriots. I think uh, Lions defense likes to give up a lot, and Patriots defense will hold on just enough to win by more than three. I think. Uh, I kind of want to see Bailey Zappi against that defense. I kind of wanted to do the, instead of doing the spread on this, I wanted to do the over under on the total, but I was shot down. So well, what's the, do you know what the over under is? I didn't know. Uh, I off the top of my head. No, no, I don't. I got ESPN in another tab here. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick and uh, try to look that because up. Because I, I thought that was like a lot funner. Like, so yeah, the, one team is not. Go ahead. 
the over under in the Patriots Lions game is at forty five and a half. I, I think I would take that over. I think yeah, it's be what, a lot 22, of, 22 23. Yeah. Uh twenty one, twenty four. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I would. Yeah. All right. The next game is in London. Davna. New York Giants at Green Bay, but it's not at Green Bay. It's in Tottenham. Green Bay minus eight. Yeah. Oh. I just watched the Giants. And they're not good. They they got a good record, but they're not good. Well, they got one they got one player that's good. Yeah. And I think that the Packers, all that stuff they put into their defense will help them. But man, that's a big spread. Hmm. I'm actually embarrassed. Like I know they were like playing for Hoyer and stuff, and that was at Lambeau. And Green Bay is good. That defense is great. What I watched in that game was not what I was supposed to watch. If that makes sense. What do you mean? Green Green Bay should have won that game by thirty. Yeah, and I I don't I just don't get it. I don't get it I don't get it. Hmm. Well, they should have beat us by a lot too. I think I'll take Green Bay with the points. They've tricked me once this year. I took Bears with the points when it was plus ten against them, and they and they got me for it. So uh, I'll ride with the pack this week, and I think they'll cover that eight point spread. You and Chris are going for a ride in London. Me and Nate are on the Giants. All right. Uh, next game. Next game. Seattle at New Orleans. Mm. New Orleans minus five and a half. Hmm. That's a weird number. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Gino. Is Jameis we'll going to be, be back for the Saints? Nope. Jameis is out another week. I think he is. But it's even at, if he does come back, I don't know if it matters. It's at New Orleans. Yeah, they got it's, a, yeah, it's in their, what used to be a Mercedes Dome. Yeah, they got a hell of a home crowd there. It's definitely loud in there. You said five and a half. New Orleans is favored. Yep. <sighs> I think I'll take the. I think I'll take the Saints in that. Yeah, I think they'll win by at least six. Because it, it is. Uh, even if Andy Dalton gets kind of shit on, I mean, we kind of shit on him in Chicago last year. He knows how to spread the ball around, and they got quite a few weapons in New Orleans. We'll see if Kamara comes back or not, but uh, yeah, I like New Orleans. Here's a fun one for you. Miami Dolphins at New York Jets. Miami minus three. And this is the Bridgewater-led Miami. Yep, Teddy Bridgewater. And Zach Wilson is back for the Jets. Yep. You said it was Miami minus three? Yep. Give me the Jets plus three. Great minds think alike. Uh, you and Nate are pretty much picked everything the same. Yeah. He's also, uh, he is 18 and 10. Yeah. Way, so. It's just tough All for right, me next. to trust Bridgewater, you know. 
Oh, it's tough for me too, but give him a couple weeks. Let the running That's game true go. as well. Yeah. Next game, Dallas at the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams are minus four and a half here. See, I saw this today. This is one I had picked, and it, I saw it at minus five and a half Rams. So this has already been bet higher than what I we picked had. this. Actually, I picked this two two days ago. So yeah. So uh, uh give me the Cowboys plus yeah, four and a half. We all went on. We all went on. I just think that the Rams aren't as good as we thought they'd be, and Cooper rushes. Man, he's keeping the boat steady out there in Dallas. You got all right. So real quick, real quick. When Dak's ready, you got to put Dak back in. Like, yeah, the amount of money they're giving him, there's no way you can keep him on the bench. I mean, also, also too, real quick, hot take. We'll talk about this in about a year and a half. Cooper Rush is gonna get. The Nick Foles, the Matt. Oh, he played for our team. Matt Flynn. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Yeah, but yes, Matt. Flynn, oh, that's a good one too. Cooper Rush is going to get that contract. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like, right. I know sorry, exactly. not sorry, but. Like it's it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. No, I mean no in Chicago will probably be the ones that pay his ass, so <sighs> I hope you don't. <laughs> well, we got a history of doing it. You get Mac Jones, probably. I'd rather yeah, Bailey Zappy, they were good. <laughs> All right. Um uh, we got the Sunday night football game. Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore Minus three. Give me the Bengals plus three, man. I, I like what they're doing, man. They seem to be very confident. That was very confident. Yeah, they seem to be putting it all together, man. And in two games last year, one against Lamar, one against Huntley, the Bengals dog stomped the Ravens in both games. Uh, I think they kind of know how to hold him in check somewhat. My thing with the the Ravens, the Ravens are still not as good as we think they are. Lamar Jackson's amazing. Fine. He can't do it by himself. The Bengals are fine. They're fine. They'll they'll figure their shit out. Uh this is to me, this is like Raiders all over again. Raiders finally got their first win. They're gonna be great. Bengals finally got their second win. They're gonna be great. They just gotta figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's we're week we're week four we're going to week five. Yeah, most we of have, these starters just finished their preseason. <laughs> we have thirteen more weeks. Yeah, exactly. We have thirteen more weeks. We're fine. All right, all right. Last game. Loss. Speaking of Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City. Kansas City minus seven. Hmm. Give me the Chiefs. Wow. I, I don't. The thing is, I don't know fast. who. I don't know who fast. Vegas. Yeah. I just fast. don't know who Vegas has that can cover Kelsey and the receivers that they have. And Patrick Mahomes just does Patrick Mahomes shit, dude. I mean, it might be a, 
they might be one of those whoever's got the ball last, but that could that could finish with a touchdown win and a field goal. I'm, you know? I I think Josh Jacobs is good. Did you see what he did the other day? I saw his numbers. 144 and 2. Yep. Yep. Devontae Adams quietly is still getting 10 to 11 per. Like, I think they have some shit to work out. Don't get me wrong. It's not the offense I'm worried about with the Raiders. It's the defense. I just don't think their defense is that good. True. I think they're getting there, though. Like, then the Raiders at one and three are better than, in my opinion, they're better than the Broncos at two and two. They're better than the Seahawks at two and two. They're better than everybody that has a worse record than them. I think they're better than the Jets. I think they're better than the Giants. <laughs> I think Saquon's that good. I don't. Saquon's I don't know. So good, he's dude. that good. He's yeah. that good, and he's healthy. Uh, and like, I mean, they could get somebody to come in there and do enough. Dayball can call enough plays to get some anybody in there to call offense. Oh, the the Las Vegas Raiders are not. They're they're a top eighteen team, sixteen team. So I'm not worried about that at all. And what are the Chargers' record? They're in that division, and they're not two 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 two. It's it's a it's a two 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 and or no three one two 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 one three. That's what it is. Yeah. So sounds like that division is going to come down to the last week of the season again, if everything holds. A lot of divisional games, too, that happened uh, not with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah. We'll see. All righty. Well, uh, <clears throat> I guess that concludes this week's episode of the 12 uh, ounce curl route podcast. Um, tell your friends, your family about the new NFL podcast that you found and, uh, Please join us. Uh, listen on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Let the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die.